Did this happen by chance or by coincidence? Or is it your destiny? I'm pretty sure you were drawn to me through pure energetic vibrations. Welcome to Numbers Speak, the podcast that calculates the numbers and decodes their energies. Hi, my name is Sue Coffin, intuitive numerologist, and I'm excited to introduce my mentee, a student of numerology, and my co-host, Adriana. Get comfy and listen carefully. Ask those questions and focus on the present and we see the movement of numerology and what it can predict for your path. Before we get started, head over to HealingNumbers22.com to get your spot for one-of-a-kind numerology reading before they're all gone. Now, sit back, let's have some fun, and let's raise our vibrations. Enjoy. Good morning, Adriana. How are you? I am good. The sun is out. <laughs> Adriana and I started these podcasts at eight o'clock in the morning, which is wonderful. Both of us are morning people. Yeah. So we're ha- our heads are clear. Um, we get to raise our vibration because certainly when we're working with numbers and we're doing this, you get you feel it. You get better. better yeah. The more we talk, the hour goes on. It's like, oh, here we go. So in the last four podcasts, we have been talking about karmic debt. I'm going to say probably 80% of my charts have a karmic debt number in it. It's very common. It's not a punishment by any means. It's a lesson that we've come to experience we it's something that happened in a past life and we need to re-experience it or we need to experience it we won't do it again we won't hurt somebody again or whatever it's asking us to do we thought it would be really important if we kind of broke them down a little bit but of course it all matters to what the whole chart is saying when we're doing a reading and I don't want people to get concerned if they have a karmic debt number. It doesn't, I don't want people to panic and think that the world is going to come crash down because that's not the case. We need, it needs to talk, we need to talk to a numerologist and you need to find out what the other numbers are around it and how it's working. And again, we, like we said, it's a pattern. A lot of times we see these patterns go over and over and over. And that's, um, the soul really trying to understand it, really trying to get it. So this podcast, yeah. we're talking about the 1910 one. This, this would suggest that in a past life, the person who carries this karmic debt took the power away from somebody. So in this lifetime, they're here to experience powerlessness. Abuse of power, choosing for yourself, even though you know better, even when you know it's right from wrong, self-serving because of that one. You think about that number, one in nine, right? Yes. One is all about self. Nine is all about serving humanitarian, be the humanitarian person. All those numbers that sit in between that mm-hmm. one and nine. It's a pretty intense number. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of battling within the self with 19 yes i agree with you because sue carries that 1910 one in her expression number yes 
And it does. It works a lot on self-confidence, self-esteem. I don't necessarily, and I've said this for quite a while, that other people take your power away. I think sometimes 191 will take their own power away. Mm. I think they have to learn. I can see that. Yeah, definitely. I can see that because nine is, I think nine gets in the way. Nine is the, the one that's like, what about everyone else? The one is just screaming like, hello, come on. Yes. And when that nine isn't balanced, mm. it can be a tiller of the hunt. It can be a very bad, bad energy. I mean, a lot. you see people and, and you talk about the nine humanitarian and they say, no, it can work the other way when it's unbalanced. Yeah. Does it's that- like when we were talking about 16-7 and uh, you said six can be controlling because mm-hmm. they want to help. Nine is like that in the same way but they they just take it to the the next level like i'll do whatever to make sure that what i see fit is happening if they're on that unbalanced side so how did it work in my life the 1910 one i had my parents both were alcoholics so it's what's going on inside of me yeah right so i was really trying to stand in my power i had to become old quickly to take care of things I had to I didn't have the power that I needed and and that brought my confidence down that brought my self-esteem down so in return what did Sue do she did what she said she would never do is drink and that's what I did to mask that to mask that confidence and not the lack of self-esteem and so I took it to a whole new level and I had to get through that, which I did 30 years ago, 35 years ago, but it was quite a ride. I fought hard to try to be in my power in, a, in the wrong way, right? I know. And you know, anybody who experiences drinking to mask problems, to mask um, situations, it's a hard road to try to get off them. I regained my power and I still work on it though. I still work on self-confidence, self-esteem, those, I mean, you don't, you wouldn't think so when I, I like little things I can, because I also challenged myself with the one, my entire life. So my soul said, you're going to get this. You're going to learn how to be in your power. And when I look back in my life and all those little roadblocks that I had to jump over and little, I mean, they were, some of them were, were pretty big. My fear of crowds, my fear, it's not, and I don't know if it's a fear. I think it's more of my intuition and all the stuff that I pull in when I'm in crowds. Yeah. I don't like, oh my gosh, it's very hard for me, but I have to do that sometimes. And I have to stand in my power. I have to present myself as somebody who isn't shaking in their shoes. (laughs) Did your childhood make you feel lonely? Very much so. Very much so. Because not only to give my parents the benefit of the doubt, which they deserve, I chose them. I can't, I don't have, I forgive everything that's going on. We, it was supposed to happen just the way it happened. Mm -hmm. They were professionals, but they drank. Right. So they weren't really what was going on behind the scene. People didn't know. And it was to be hush hush. Right. Mm. So I felt very lonely because I could see spirit. 
I could see ghosts. My younger brother and I could see, and nobody believed us because they were professionals. So then there's also that ostracizing. Oh my gosh, it was awful. Yeah. (laughs) It was very crazy. Yeah, well, I asked because I 19, like one in nine are some of the loneliest numbers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of lonely being the first or the only or, you know, right. Right. and then it's also lonely being at the finish line when everybody else is still trying to get there. So it's kind of like you have everything in between, but then it's just you just have the two loneliest numbers, I think, just smack dab right next to each other even in just your experience and even just the ostracizing kind of. It was difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. And that's why I turned to drink, do drinking because, it, well, as you, anybody knows, you drink, what does it do? It gives you confidence. It may help you to, to be in that crowd of people. It right. It helps you be out front of everybody. But it didn't work for me. I, and like I said, that I gave that up in my early 30s so I have had really good life very good life well they do say when it comes to confidence I guess to put like a (laughs) a joking they say fake it till you make it (laughs) it's true it's so true you're right but you have to be very you have to learn that lesson over and over and over that's the karmic and you have to be careful not to be take that one to the extreme Mm -hmm. Is, which is aggressive. It's, it's, you know, that's, and some people do that, right? Because they have lack, they do lack self-confidence, self-esteem. So what happens? They become pushy. They try to build that up by doing it the wrong way. Mm. Ones are very notorious for that, being aggressive and wanting to push things along. Now, Hans Dekos, his first paragraph on the 1910 one says, The person with the 19 karmic debt will learn independence and the proper use of power. You will be forced to stand up for yourself and often be left to stand alone. Difficulties will be faced and overcome through personal struggles. So true. Like any karmic debt, when you get to the other side, you have to be grateful for all those things because it's made me the person I am today which is a very caring, loving person. It's nothing I wouldn't do for anybody. And if it wasn't for all the issues that I had had in my childhood, I wouldn't be here. So it's a wonderful thing. That's the best thing. I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but that really is the best thing about numerology. Just when you can reflect on your experiences and then you know or you're aware of what's been playing out within you, it's kind of like, Oh, man, it gives you more understanding for what may have seemed like, what the heck? It may have seemed so crazy back then, or you may have felt sad or any kind of feeling. It just brings clarity to it. Acceptance. That, yes. Acceptance. And that is so powerful. And I see it in readings all the time when I talk to people about karmic debt and I, and I just see the, like it washes over them. I don't have to carry this anymore. Mm. It, it's not, I didn't do something wrong. No, you came here to experience. You came here to learn. This is what we do at our school. And our school tough. It's one of the toughest schools to be in, but we chose this. So we have to put our big, big girl boy pants on and accept those experiences and learn from them. Yeah. 
Like, so that was a Mama Sue lecture. With <laughs> It's fine. We all need a Mama Sue lecture. <laughs> Let's see what I got here. Lots of powerless. And that can come in anyway, from relationships to jobs to life situations, any type of situation that is forcing you to stand in your own, on your own two feet. Now, sometimes in 1910, one can be afraid of their own power and sometimes gains this power. When they gain the power, they start to stand up, then they get knocked back down. So they have to keep learning. They have to keep standing up at that pattern, right? Saying, I've got this. You can't push me down. Because one, when one is really working, it's unstoppable. When they make up their mind to something, like a dog with a bone, they just don't <laughs> take it away from them. It's like they move and forward. And they will push people out of the way to get what they want. Not necessarily, I don't think, maliciously or to hurt people. I think that they're so focused on their goal that they do push these people away. Now, a lot of times they don't get to their goal, but it's experience. Their teacher is experience, is life. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's seeing how to do things. And, and they don't care. If they fail, they don't care. Everybody else is going, oh, my God, I can't believe that didn't work. You said it would work. And they're like, move on. I got other things to do. <laughs> yes. All right. So it says, once you achieve the power, you must remember to never take power away from anybody using only proper use of the power. Never intimidate never taking away someone else's power to get what you want out of life, dominating. Once the 19, once you work through the 19, you become a lot wiser leader. Yes, that is so true. And I love being a leader. And I say I'm a leader working on my son's business and being here, I have a, a very good way of being considerate of other people. And mm. That wasn't always necessarily there because I was that one that was driven and I was going to get there. So this is something that I've learned in my older age to be able to work with other people. And, and it's a teaching factor, right? It's yeah. to be able to teach them and, and support them. Mistakes happen. That's who we are. That's how we learn. But we have to move past that and mm. not keep repeating them. <laughs> well, I can say that's true just in our time together. I've definitely come to you like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I missed this meeting. I'm so sorry. And you're just like, yeah, it's okay. We'll just come at it again next week. Like you're always just so gentle in your approach. And that's yes. nice. It's something that people don't get all the time. That's come with age. That's kind of, I've, I haven't always been like that. That's Mama Sue. If you talk to some people, they'll be way back. No, I was very aggressive. I, I was a go-getter. I wanted things done. I like wanted things done my way. Yeah. You, you, the nine, the 19, right in that nine, it doesn't work that way, right? You have yeah. to be considerate of other people. Let's see, do you know anybody with a 19101? Have you run into that? I don't think I'm trying so. To remember the people that we've read for, like um, Brady, he didn't have anything, and Alex Baldwin, he didn't have. Let's look at Matthew Goodwin in the book of numerology, The Complete Guide. This is a wonderful book. 
It was written a long time ago. It is definitely one that you need to study with somebody else because it will make your head, you'll you'll come away from it with two heads. (laughs) It's very, he takes it to a whole different level. So it's a good book. I refer to it a lot, but to really sit down and go through how he explains things is difficult. But anyway, his 1910-1, the description in the life path says, although the subject can see the opportunities, the path is beset and obstacles, many of his own making. Yeah, see, so much of that is about, it just falls back on that person. And you know, when I think about that, does the 1910-1 constantly blame other people for their mistakes? Hilarious, because that's what it says here. And I was, I was. Oh, it does? Okay, so in the general description, it says, one of the things that a negative 1910-1 can display is that the subject displays an inability to act on his own. He is unhappy with his dependent nature, but finds solace by blaming the environment or other people for his inability to stand on his own two feet. There you go. So, How many people do we know that we yeah. see that behavior? So there's like accountability screaming in your face. You have to, it can't always, yes, everything is difficult, but it can't always be everything else or everyone else. Yes. You have to take, you have to accept responsibility for your own actions. Well, that's really interesting because I, now that I look at it, I know a couple of people like that. Now I want to know what their numbers are because, you know, you know, you almost, you feel bad once you know what their numbers are. They're working hard to try to, and there's nothing you or I could do about this, but they're working hard at trying to understand this, what this energy wants from them. Mm. You, you can almost like to say, please, please let me read. Right. <laughs> please yeah. let me help you. I can help you understand what's going on. I can't fix it. I can't do it for you, but I can give you a little right. bit of guidance. <laughs> But I think with 19, though, the, the it's more so of um, taking accountability for your inaction, not necessarily your action, because there's more of what keeps popping up in everything that you've been reading and what I've been reading is that this person struggles with the lesson of standing on their own two feet, having confidence in the self that whatever it is that you see fit can happen in a peaceful manner. But even even on the negative like that, Attila the Hun, 1910-1 kind of person, they have so much confidence in themselves. They're, there you go. So they're on the other end. But I think for most people, it's kind of like they have to understand that they can achieve these things and they can speak up for themselves. They can stand for themselves. They don't have to cower. So I think the accountability is in the inaction in those weaker moments, the moments where we don't like to really own up to the fact that we weren't our best selves. Mm -hmm. We didn't do the thing we thought we could have done. We didn't say the things we thought we could have said. And those are the things that really eat at you at the end of the day. Like, why didn't I? Or why couldn't I? And I think it's kind of like, just accept that you didn't. But now, you know, if you ever find yourself in this place again, what you would like to do this. So now, you know, do this now. Yeah, that's really good. And how good does it feel when you take that deep breath and you go back and you say, I did this wrong. I apologize. I I mean, how good does that feel? Yeah. If more people could lean into that and accept responsibility and then 
make it right on the other side. Mm. Oh my, what a wonderful world. And look, okay, so we have one, the makeup of 19. It's very much so. I think the lesson does come with time and with age. It does require self-reflection because you have one at the beginning, you have nine at the end. So if you think of time, you're at the, the beginning point and not maybe the end point, but we know the end is only a transition to something right. else. So if you're at that end point of the cycle, it's a lot of looking back and just, I think specifically with 19, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of looking back and just. Yes, I think you're right. That's that. really good. That is good because nine is about, is about past lives. Mm. It is about past events. I mean, it's nine constantly swings the past around for us to relook at it in the face. The shape and of the nine. Yes. If you're, <laughs> if you're at a nine month or nine year, expect you're going to be dealing with stuff that comes from the past. Mm. The other thing too, I, with what you just said is I'm going to be more aware when I'm reading for people. I think you're correct. I don't think a 1910 one is a one event thing. I suspect yeah. this takes time. It's just like this one, one through nine is a complete cycle. Yeah. And so you have one through nine. It's a continuous cycling of things. I think it gets easier and easier. Mm. Those roadblocks that step in front of you, you, you learn how to maneuver around it. I crawled under a few. I went around a few. Mm. Then I started jumping over a few. <laughs> so a little bit better. Do you remember that song? It's like peanut butter jelly. Peanut, can't oh, go yes. over it. <laughs> Yes, that's what I did. And I, I suspect a lot of 19 ones did that because there's a, a pride in one, right? One is about self. It's very hard to, to admit that you've done something wrong or you said, so yeah, that's you got to get through that craziness yeah. before you can start. And there's admitting. a lot of pride with nine too. Yes, most definitely there is. this is a hard number yeah it's a lot of (laughs) (laughs) even in nine being the humanitarian and seeming like oh the ego's all in the one nine is very prideful too just in who helps the greatest helper that's very good because you're right a lot of my thinking has been emphasized on the one Mm. because it's really easy to look at a nine and say oh the humanitarian right (laughs) but they're not always. I mean, there it's an all or nothing, uh, all or nothing number, mm-hmm. right? They're either very good or they're very not so good. Yeah, they're uncomfortable to be around. Even just in being a humanitarian, there are people who, in helping other people, allow other people to help them. Yeah, and so they they see this big vision and they right. they know they need a big team. And then there are people they have the vision. But they're like, I just can't accept other people trying to help me. And that's where the controllingness comes right. in. The I know what's going on. That The wisdom that comes with nine, sometimes mm-hmm. it can be like a know-it-all. Gee, I think we did really good with 1910. Yeah, this one, <laughs> this one was fun. <laughs> <laughs> we get better and better. What, what happens is when we're recording these podcasts is Adrian and I usually do two at a time and so we warm up on the first one and then the second one is like we're in the cloud and we're we're pulling it all out and thinking about it and making it work 
Adriana has a podcast that she does that I would like other people to go and listen to. She takes numerology uh, on a little deeper level. So Adriana, what's your podcast? How can people find you? So my podcast is ninth. It's just ninth, the podcast. You can find it by searching for NNTH numerology. And then I also have an Instagram, the same name, nnth.numerology. Yeah, I'll, I'll also put that in the description too, so that people can go to it if they want to just jump on and listen to her. They're what, they're hour long. 30 minutes to an hour. Depends on how it's all. I'm just really allowing it yeah. to just flow. Yeah, I hear you. I do the be- I do best too. People say, well, what's your game plan? What, what You got structure here? No, I don't have structure, right? It, the information comes to me, so right. I can't really, really put a structure on it. I can say, do the introduction and the, what goes on in between is what I'm supposed to say. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sometimes you just got to get it going and then yes, the structure right. can come later. And that's what happens in um, readings. I can be, sometimes I don't even know that they've ended, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I've had so much fun and I just, there's just been so much information that comes through. It's just, it's great. So if anybody is looking for reading, uh, you can go to newhealingnumbers22.com. Please send us questions. Adrienne and I love questions because it makes us think a little bit deeper. I thank you very much. I had so much fun today. Yeah, it's been fun. appreciate you being here. I appreciate all your insights. It's it's wonderful. Until next time, stay Until healthy, next time. feel safe, and don't take your eyes off of the numbers. Never. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun as Adriana and I did. We are honored that you joined us to hear all about what these everyday digits say about our everyday lives. If this has piqued your curiosity and you are interested in getting your own numbers read, go to HealingNumbers22.com. This will put you right into my calendars to schedule a time that's convenient for you. Let's put your numerology puzzle pieces together for your first aha moment. Don't forget, mark your calendars and join us for our next episode of Numbers Speak. And remember, just because your eyes can't see it doesn't mean your soul can't feel it. Thank you and have the best day ever.